1: uh, the season finale of Walking Dead. The season finale of Talking Dead. Uh, the guests on the couch will be Scott Gimple, executive producer, and Andrew Lincoln. Rick Grimes, who's not been on our couch yet, so I'm very excited to have have Rick Grimes uh, sitting on the couch. Then um, you can be delighted by his uh, his very uh, cozy British accent, which is always throws me off a little, because I'm so used to hearing Rick, and then you and then you hear this very erudite British person. Um, but he's wonderful. So uh, that's Walking and Talking Dead this Sunday night, and. Um, I would like to thank you for sponsoring this episode of Nurse Podcast, Warby Parker. Warby Parker is a new concept in eyewear. See, eyeglasses uh, usually are very expensive, and a lot of them are crappy, and they don't really care. You don't get a lot of uh, customer support when you're buying glasses. And Warby Parker, so we're going to change all that. Their prescription glasses start at just ninety five bucks. All right, including lenses, including lenses, and that includes reading glasses, sunglasses. Um, they're going to make it super easy for you. If you go to warbyparker.com Nerdist, you're going to choose five pairs of glasses that online, you go, hey, those are kind of interesting. They're going to ship them to you. You're going to try them on, all right? And then you're going to get free three-day shipping with the pair that you want. You don't get free the free three-day shipping with the try-ons, but once you pick a, a, a glasses and, and the lens you want, then three-day free shipping using the offer code Nerdist. Warby Parker makes your experience completely risk-free, free shipping all around, good folks, good people, Very excited, warbyparker.com slash nerdist. This episode's Hannibal Burris, um, who's never been on the podcast before, and is a, a guy that I've been wanting on for ages, but these New York guys, it's tough to pin them down, like when they get out to LA, you gotta just pin them down like a butterfly on a board. It's tough, it's easier when you have no Ray, Jesus Christ, where did you come from? I have been sitting here on
2: every episode the entire time Sometimes I don't talk for episodes at a time
1: I was always there with you, Chris I thought I was just hallucinating Mm -mm, No, 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 that was just the weird sweater I was wearing Even now I can just put my hand directly through your body Mm, Yeah, you can Uh, Hannibal Burris' new special Live from (laughs) Chicago is on Comedy Central tomorrow, Saturday, March 29th at midnight And what a fantastic guest he was uh, so here we go, the Nerdist Podcast, number 498, with Hannibal Burris. Jonah, all those times where there was one set of footprints.
2: Yeah, it was me watching you from across the street, <laughs> chilling out with a sweet flaming Margie. Oh, boy.
0: <laughs> now entering Nerdist.com.
1: Fresh off his appearance on the At Midnight program.
3: Yeah, number two. (laughs) Number two, yeah, that's right. Number two,
1: yes. You're you're fucking great on the show. Thanks, that's
3: a fun show, man. That is a fun format. It's funny how uh, people... Online, take it very seriously. (laughs) As far as who they think should have won. Or uh, when they freak out when the points jump because of the show being edited. Hey, do you understand we have uh, to sell... Energy drinks? <laughs>
1: well, the... <laughs> well, first of all, your first statement could apply to anything on the internet.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think this is because it's an internet show. They're more engaged than normal. Like, So people yeah. are writing just about specific stuff.
2: Well, yeah, the people that don't normally watch sports are watching like a competition thing. So they're <laughs> yeah. just like, it's like there's something inside of them coming out.
3: I guess that's
1: true. I Yeah, well, I you know. I guess what we should probably say on the show, so people understand. I, actually, I don't get a lot of the "why are the points jumping" anymore. But you know, essentially, we have to cut a thirty-two-minute show down to twenty-one minutes, mm-hmm. and so sometimes you'll have to. You know, we try to preserve as much of the game as possible, but right. sometimes we just have to cut things out to, yeah. f- build, to to fit into time
2: and fit some of them fun bits that just <laughs> happen on the spot.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, because ultimately the show should you know the the game show part should drive the momentum of the show forward yeah but it also should inspire the comedians to fuck around as much as possible yeah. and and be funny and be comedians yeah um, but it's you know listen i i'm sure you love living in new york
3: yeah. but if you lived out here you could do the show more often yeah man it's it's been it's been fun man it was it was fun both times People think I. People thought I was high on this last episode. <laughs> Don't worry, high on this last episode. No, no I wasn't. Of not. I can't, yeah, I can't get high and do that. No, I would freak out about the lights and all the people. I think it's
1: yeah. funny how some people. I think people just assume like, oh, arty performer types. They can get all fucked up and then go perform. Like, no, there's like a handful of people that can do that, and yeah. then most of us yeah. can't. Because you, you you really do when you're performing, unless you're Doug Stanhope, you need all of your faculties yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to focus and perform. Doug somehow can do it. Yeah.
2: yeah, and Doug Benson as well. Doug Benson can perform high. Yeah, yes. I did his uh, at Largo that getting Doug with high show that and he so got really
1: high and then did the show.
2: Uh, you know, you start the show, then you get real high. And yeah. so I was chatty, and then the, we, I got stoned, and then I said probably three words after that. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, uh, Eric Andre had some dog that was just going ape shit, and that wasn't helping matters at all. He had a dog with him? He brought he some did. dog named Sammo. <laughs> and I don't, like, just, like, it's just with him, I don't know if it's his dog. I don't know if he found the dog <laughs> or he just sent out a tweet saying anyone got a fucking crazy dog anybody, I can
3: borrow. Anybody got a dog? Yeah. At this and intersection? Then the more
2: <laughs> and the more people like like would react to the dog, the dog would go even crazier. No, stop it! You're yeah, making it he's work. holding it so much, and
1: Steve Agee didn't handle that well either. It's like the light bulbs in and uh, young Frankenstein. <laughs> <Just start laughs> no, stop up. it! Please, scaring <laughs> yeah. him. And Steve, Steve was freaking out about it.
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it just sucked It's like I I just like Booze will get me excited And that's what it seems to do To Eric Andre and To Rory Scovel And to Harris Whittles And then uh, For me though It's like reverse Like I just shut down And I want to take a nap
3: Yeah yeah. I, don't, we, yeah I can't I can't be out and, and If I get super high And I'm in public places I gotta go home Yeah, right away Like I was at We were at a music festival We were at This Buku music festival <laughs> Watching Nas And the music was good But then uh, it's just weird being high, especially if somebody comes up to you high. Yeah. Like, hey, what's up, man? And it just wait. <laughs> like, you start trying to process that. Like, why yeah. are people coming up to me? This is so weird. I'm too, like You just start getting all weird about just performing. Yeah, and, yeah. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> just what are people's roles in life? <laughs> <laughs> it's like some yeah. people are. <laughs> Mine is the, like the,
2: I get freaked out of, of uh, the time lapse where it's, um, I'm constantly thinking that, I, like, how long have I been here? How long have I been sitting here? Was it too long, or was it just the right amount of time? Like, I don't know. I was at a, I was at a movie once at, a, the, at the cemetery screenings, and I was trying to open up a plastic bag someone tied up a food. And I was like trying to do it quietly, yeah. but it was just making it take it a long time ago. And then I was like trying to work on it. And then I looked up and then everybody's staring at me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was just, I was like, I'm so it sorry. It was a week <laughs> later,
1: different movie. El Topo is a real long movie. I don't know what I'm doing here. The last time I got high was in like 2002, maybe. Yeah. And I had eaten, I had been drunk all night. And uh, which was fairly common, but it, but I but I didn't normally get high. And someone, um, uh, someone had given me a pot cookie and I just ate like half of it and then went to bed. And then I woke up and I couldn't, I thought I couldn't feel my limbs and that freaked me out. I thought I was having a stroke, <laughs> like I woke <laughs> up, I woke up. Coming out of being drunk and then, but really high yeah. at the same time, yeah. yeah. And so, of course, I called my doctor. I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, <laughs> look, I know this sounds crazy. I don't normally do this. Like, of course, you know, usually when you're trying to justify something stupid you've done, you have to give all the backstory. I don't yeah. normally do. I just yeah, yeah. normally I just drink. I don't uh, normally do. And so I had the uh, thing, and I, and he just laughed and he was like, "Take a Benadryl and go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's nice. How late was it? You could just call your doctor any time." No, no. I this was. The, I woke up at like eight o'clock in the oh, morning. Oh, okay. You know, so like that... I, I went to bed at like four. Oh, there you go. And then ate a pot cookie like in the middle of the night. Yeah. And then, uh, and then at like eight o'clock in the morning, the the effects were still well underway. Yeah. And uh, and so that was the absolute last time. I'm I'm lucky that I didn't. I think I'm lucky that I didn't develop the the weed gene, because who knows if that would just be my thing. Otherwise, it, yeah. Yeah. Could you do it a lot or do you not?
3: No, I can't. I don't do it that I like, I'm a home weed smoker or go to the movies weed smoker. But being out and about, like, I got high and I I left that music festival. We left. We had to go back. (laughs) (laughs) There were other acts we wanted to see after Nas, but we needed to go back to the hotel and reset. And then we came back, (laughs) went to the hotel, ordered some food. Eight, you know Took a nap Watched some Shark Tank Which hyped me up A little bit Cause I've watched Shark Tank But watching it high, I was like Yeah This is how I'm gonna apply this, this. It made me want to be More aggressive When I'm negotiating Business deals now I'm like Hell yeah 85% All the time Motherfucker I didn't know that About that show
2: Everyone talks about That fucking show and, like, I was I uh, I was, I was watching it, and I was like, it's like, oh, people just show their stuff, and then they find out if people want to pay for it. I didn't know there was, like, um, there's people just telling them how much they're going to give them. They have to make a decision then they on the negotiate spot.
3: negotiate right there. I yeah. fucking got an anxiety attack watching oh, that thing. Oh, man, it got me hyped up. Cause yeah. You know, yeah, because I do some of my own deals, like, as far yeah. as, you know, for shows, live shows, and TV. So I wanted to fucking... So you're going Thank to you. go Shark Tank on people? I'm going Shark Tank yeah. on people. Hannibal, like, we're going hey. to
1: give you uh, 85% of the
3: door. No, 95. <laughs> 95 plus 20 of drinks. 20% of drinks. How do we get into the drinks, man? How do we get into those drinks? We get the door. I want to get into that drink money. Man.
1: All right, hang on a second. Another fucking comic watch Shark Tank again.
4: <laughs> Killing a, the comedy
3: business. Somebody has oh. to start having my emails say inspired by Shark Tank. Don't take it personal. I'm inspired by Shark Tank. Take. I'm still a nice guy. It's just business man. Uh, <laughs> I heard. I uh, heard. I forget who it was. It was some bad. Was it? Who's the 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 the, the goofy hat uh, singer with the rest? Jimmy Buffett. Oh, I thought it was, I was going to say Jamiroquai. Uh, <laughs> and you both would have been right. <laughs> I, think I think that's he, it. He takes. It was some act, a huge like, arena or amphitheater act. They'll take. 101% of the door, or 102%, because they're taking into account, like, uh, Parking and shit like that, oh. this other they get all the rate oh they get all, the... oh, they're not shit. Getting all of it but they get the because p- they're saying, okay, the tickets are there, but then plus all this other you know oh all the, oh. Si- all the side businesses yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cause especially
1: when you start even when you play theaters, the venues, if you sell merch, they get a pretty substantial chunk of I that I hate that like
3: 30 percent I think yeah, one time I spitefully it wasn't a th- it was a small music venue, but they had a they, they say they want to take 10, 15 percent so I spitefully just sold my merch outside. Oh, yeah. right in front of the thing. Right in front of it. I the- it. Theaters no. are weird that way. Sometimes
2: I remember Like, there's been times where, we, uh, like, a, a Nerdist show, we've sold out like just like crazy. And like right away, we'll sell out a show, and it's like a ton of people there. And then like we'll be doing like the signing in the lobby. I was like, hey, can I just get a beer while we're sitting there? They're like, nope, sorry, it's not on your rider. We close it up. You can't have anything. <laughs> no, we,
1: no, we sold. Oh, I it remember out. that. I think I remember when yeah, that happened. it was really.
2: even you. Like it's like in a, in a rare moment, you like you're like get the guy a beer.
1: Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll run grab it for him. What yeah, do you need? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, but there are all sorts of... Um, some of the theaters, though... They're very specific. A lot of, especially if it's a union theater, there are very specific rules about who can do what. Oh, yeah. To <laughs> sort of protect can't the can't press well, recorder. Yeah, <laughs> who, when the thing stopped recording. So they have very specific rules. So I, I, it's not that they're being dicks. It's just like those are the rules that they have. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you just, you have, to, you have to know that going into those kinds of venues. Are you doing clubs
3: now? Are you doing more theaters? What's your, what are you doing? Doing a mix. But yeah, starting to do more theaters, which is, is nice. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a different thing man was super expensive where you start off <laughs> losing our, not losing money but the the cost of it right away it goes right up because
1: yeah. you you um uh, i mean you know these are luxury problems of course but 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 it's but you know, you when you sell out a big venue, people automatically go, "You must be making a ton of money." It's like, no, no, it costs almost just that much just to operate the theater, <laughs> yeah. To hire all, you know, to have all the people there to turn the lights on. There's like a turning the lights on cost, and it's usually <laughs> incredibly yeah. high. And like you said,
2: there's just a specific person for everything. There's well, this has got to
1: open up the curtain. We don't need a curtain. Still got to be there. Well, yeah, that's right. Because when when we were talking about like, oh, well, we want to get a, you know, we just want like a simple screen to project some stuff on. They're like. They're like, oh, well, um, yeah, that's $1,100. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, literally, like, guy. obscenely large
3: in. just yeah. to get any kind of any extra, yeah. anything in the show. Yeah. Some, sometimes I have a DJ, and so they're like, we, oh, you want to have a DJ? He has to get turntables? All right, that's... Five hundred dollars. Yeah,
2: <laughs> no <know it's, laughs> it though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'll do it on his phone, too. Mini <laughs> turntable. <laughs> 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 oh,
3: so phone charge. So, so phone I, so charge. So, so, yeah, yeah. so four fifty and yeah, a phone
2: charger. We're gonna <laughs> have to use our own phone
3: charger. Uh, yeah. So, so charger gotta charger. bring in another guy to do the phone charger thing. So yeah. yeah so
1: when, when people when people complain about like Ticketmaster fees, you're like, <laughs> we get those too. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, I, laughs> we <we're, laughs> we get the reverse end of that yeah. as well. We get the other sort of the weird
3: fees, but so do you? Do you prefer? What do you prefer? Do you do you
1: like the theaters? Just- I like
3: I like theaters just because it's not as much commotion. Uh, it's just more people don't feel obligated to buy drinks. I mean, that, they're not required to buy drinks. It's not a drink minimum, so pe- and people are focused. So there's no drink service happening with people moving around. So it's a more focused show, and it's it's uh, and it's usually going to be an audience that's that's dare to see me where in a club it might be mostly people there to see me but it might be a mixture of people just going to a comedy club whereas in a theater bachelorette parties don't go see <laughs> yeah, yeah. they don't see comedy in theaters no matter what you know
1: I never understand <laughs> whenever they're like oh we got a bachelorette party I'm like why do yeah. they want to go see comedy that's how, like how uncreative
2: most people are there, yeah. it's like in a time that they're supposed to just go off and be crazy they go and try and watch a fucking comedy yeah. well
1: it's silly because they they don't I mean nothing against bachelorette parties but it's it's all about the girl getting married as it should be yeah. but in a comedy situation they need to focus and right. most of them cannot focus you long enough focus because they're all. drinking yeah. out of dick
3: straws yeah. and you know like fucking around and texting and yeah. do it at a fucking tgi friday <laughs> also the, the entitlement of fans is uh is, is not as much entitlement with theater fans versus comedy club where nobody's written me for a theater show and say hey It's my brother's birthday. Can you fuck with him? (laughs) But a comedy club is like, I'm seeing you at the improv. My brother's gonna be sitting up front, talk some shit. (laughs) What the fuck do you want me to do? Hey, happy birthday. Bitch. <laughs> so I was at the airport. <laughs> and so it's just a weird thing where people are like, Do you understand how comedy works It's not and requests and shit? No <laughs> custom I think, comedy. Yeah. It's not yeah. a private show all of a sudden. Yeah. A corporate gig. <laughs> and what if you did fuck with a brother and was brother? like
1: why? Why? What did I
2: do? Guys, big.
3: I paid 25 I mean, I I,
1: I was yeah. I liked you. Why are you? <laughs> my brother
2: told you. I haven't seen my brother in ten years. I didn't tell this motherfucker nothing. No. What
3: are you doing?
1: <laughs> Get him. Um. Wh- when did you? Uh, well, first of all, I loved seeing you pop up on Reddit when during Louis's AMA. Yeah. Where they said you know who's your favorite comedian right now, and he said y-, he said you. He said Hannibal Buress, and then immediately like. Whew, and then you blew up on Reddit, and then a bunch of people started watching your videos. Is, did that feel like a turning point for you, or was it
3: just part of the thing that was already sort it of happening? It didn't feel like it, but it just—I remember you know talking to people after shows and seeing that they they found my stand up on Reddit. And that that community is really really active. It's interesting to uh, to look at sometimes. But yeah, it was just that was a that was a good boost, I think, as far as online following and just people. Like you could if you post a video and then it could. Get around really fast, so
1: that's like being knighted all all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, like
3: with Louis going, "This man," and everyone's yeah. like, "What?" <laughs> so, yeah, it's real cool. Man. I mean, he's he's great. I opened for him a few years back, actually uh, doing some shows with him, and just watching what he's done over the past few years is crazy. Because just I think when I opened for him, it was 2009 when I opened for him. And he was huge. He's like, oh, that's huge. And then, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's been five years and he's just, you yeah. know, even progressed further. So it's just, it's just crazy to see. Yeah, really. But, I
1: remember I'm Furman, Furman and I, Furman and I opened for him in Tempe, uh, in 2008, I think. And that was the same thing. I was like, Oh, this is—he's a big comic. Yeah. <laughs> like, how's it going to get any bigger than yeah. this? Well, I
2: remember even like in like 2003 when he was like it was like, you know the Embarr Comedy Death Ray shows. It's like it's like oh Louis on the show he's gonna ha- it's like it's like it's like like a it seems like a bunch of people came here it's like it wouldn't sell out. But it was like a lot of people showing up. He's doing real good. Well, yeah. the comedy
1: nerds knew the comedy nerds knew. Yeah, but but he also had
2: like a pilot that like went
1: for CBS. And like, well, he had, like- had had a bunch. I mean, you know, like yeah. he did the Chris Bruce, Chris Rock show and like he yeah. Finish he'd been sort of a legendary writer performer for a yeah. really long time and just kind of had failed pilot after failed pilot and yeah. and and then it just it's a good lesson in you just if you day, stick day fucking stay in the game. Yeah. Then one day he hated his kids on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Everything changed. So really? When it did change? Really because he was an amazing joke writer before, but all these kind of like weird, outlandish premises that he had mm-hmm. of like you know going down to hell, and then the guy uh, the demon yeah, going yeah, suck yeah. my dick. He oh, you th- don't th- have to do that. That yeah. guy doesn't even work here. You know, like all those weird premises. It really did start to fall. did, did you feel? Did you notice that with your set where? You know, whatever you were writing and writing and writing yeah. for years and years, and all of a sudden you're like, "Oh, I think
3: maybe this." No, I think it's just been as far as just my jokes; like it's just getting more comfortable on stage. It's never, it's never been like I should talk about this. It's just me. I'm more comfortable just telling longer stories now, and just more comfortable on stage. has uh, The subject matter itself hasn't really changed that much. Just I've had more experiences through traveling and just drinking and kicking it, and I just talk about that, really. That's mostly what I talk about, is just being on the road, getting drunk, or being in New York, getting drunk, and some dumb (laughs) shit happening. And then I recall it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so it's just been that, and it's it's been real fun just to have that progression and just, as far as just touring the road and just going to a place one year and then coming back a couple years later and just seeing how it builds, and just, it is, it's just been, it's real fun, man, and I'm excited now, and it, it is, it's like, you talking about the difference with, like, Louie a few years ago to Louie now, and just seeing that difference with comedy nerds, or people that's really in the stand-up comedy, which is a world you could just think, sometimes I forget, when I do stand-up, you just, <clears throat> start thinking that's the regular world. Yeah. Where, <laughs> yeah oh yeah, everybody goes to three different shows in one yeah, night, yeah that's yeah, everybody <laughs> they does know that all the intricacies yeah. of how it's everybody does works. that, everybody goes from meltdown to the improv, mm-hmm. and then comedy, store. everybody yeah. does that, you know, but uh, and then you start realizing like with you know no that 's not the stand of comedy isn't no a and then t v shows kind of have abso like like being on Broad City, like the general public kind of watches that, people that aren 't in a stand up watches that. And it's a different energy than just straight up stand up fans where yeah. people are weird- not weird, but people can be more aggressive with t v energy versus just even talking to somebody that's a fan of stand up versus somebody's a fan of something on a TV show they're more i don't know well just, t- i yeah. think I
1: think part of it is that um t v more <clears throat> TV is a little bit more, can be a little bit more of a passive experience yeah. where the jokes are are like tied up in a bow and yeah. then placed in your lap. But I think what a lot of people don't really understand about a comedy show is that, the, and naturally people do do this without thinking about it, but people do have to make a little bit of effort in a comedy club. Yeah. Like they have to make a little bit of effort when they go see a comic to sort of meet them at least part of the way. Right. With like. Okay, I'm gonna focus my attention on you as opposed to, you know, when you're watching TV, you don't really have to focus. You can, Oh, you can kind of catch stuff, yeah, you know. But yeah. in a club, you have to try a little bit. As an audience yeah. member, you just, just
3: a modicum, just a little bit. And if you do, then it works out great. Yeah. It's funny, just, I'm just talking about just also the differences in people I've encountered at my stand up shows now. Like at, at my Sunday show in, in Brooklyn, I have somebody's, I've been doing it for a few years and it's been doing well, but. Just a couple of weeks ago, I had some guy come up to me before the show. This never happened. He's like, so man, what what are you talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about today? I was like, what the fuck? Before the show, before the show, I'm like, I guess you now, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Goofy motherfucker, like, it, it just maybe it made me feel so weird. That is that weird. Like. It's like, feel- what's on the
2: docket? What are you what's gonna do- What are you gonna take the what piss gonna- out of today? Like, Don't try to understand me <laughs> offstage because I've been keeping up with the news today. You got some pretty good stuff. That you can hit on. You know what You're it is? Doing?
1: That it almost sort of feels like. Why do you want to know? Do you want to judge me before I even get on stage? you need
3: to approve yeah. the topics? you want to nudge a girl? Like, oh, yeah, he told yeah. me he was going to say this <laughs> shit, right?
4: Or he's going when, to you talk. T- when
1: you go, well, I'm going to talk about horses, and this time I got drunk at a church, and then he's going to go, oh, yeah, I'm not interested in Actually, any of those things. <laughs> refund, please. I'm glad you told yeah, me that. i glad you told <laughs> me. Yeah. Is, there a,
2: is there a playbill? I can see your set list and see what's going <laughs> to. Mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> can I follow along? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have a bouncing ball? underneath the <laughs> stairs. I see the words before they show up. <laughs>
1: that be a really funny live gag to do. Yeah. actually just bounce yeah. a ball through all your stuff. Um, I remember I, well, because it also wasn't that long ago, but I saw you at the Hot Tub Show, which is the first time I was on stage a couple days after my dad's funeral. And uh, it was a strange, I went on stage without really knowing if I was going to talk about it or not. Yeah. And then I just did. And it felt amazing yeah, to talk about it. Yeah, oh, it was th- a I cassette, really appreciate yeah. that. And I did this bit that – or I, t- I said this thing and it didn't quite work. But I still love the idea of it and I want to try to figure out, which is there should be a word that you, we have in our language so that when you see someone, people obviously want to express something when they right. see you. And a lot of times they don't know what to say, so they're like, oh, hey, man, I don't... Uh, and there's, there was a word, and I think I said, like, flarb or something would yeah. be a great word where you... It's just an acknowledgement word of, like, this word means I care about you, yeah. I don't know what to say, there's nothing I can say, and you know that, and we agree. Yeah. And but uh, and when I got off stage, the first thing you said to me, you were the first person I saw, and you go, hey, man,
3: flarb. And I'm like,
4: <laughs> oh, I love you. I love you so much. That's so
3: great. It was so great. That is a good idea, man. It is. Yeah, just because it is. I've had that too as people, somebody's past, but you don't know what to do. You just send something. You send food. What do you do? You just like.
2: Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's weird, though, because in other cultures, uh, they have those words that you hear. It's like, um, like when someone says, oh, there's this word, and they go. Like, we go, what does that mean? They go, well, it's the general idea of, you know, like, basically what you said. They have, like, you know, Japanese have a lot of terms like that where it's like, what does, like, you know, this mean? They go, oh, and it's this long – it's almost a story. Right. Like, it's like that should they – but there's none
1: of that in English because it's too literal. Well, I think we do have those. There are colloquialisms. Like, you know, if if you're talking and then someone says word – how do you really explain that? Other than going, oh well, this is an acknowledgement and an, an affirmation that you, you know, when someone says yeah, something yeah. and you're just acknowledging. If you don't yeah. have anything to add, but you want to say like, yes, I understand yeah. what you're saying and I agree. Like,
2: I say dig, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dig, 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 dig. <laughs> but there is, no,
1: but there is no word, and I feel like there should be a word mm-hmm. for that moment because there's, it is, it there's always a, there's always this this gap between. Oh I want a deal I want to say But I don't And you don't I don't What are we supposed to yeah. You know And I find I find myself Caretaking people a lot Like no 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 no. Don't worry about it I understand yeah. There's nothing you can say You know yeah. So Bummer I, Bummer <laughs> Hey bro Hey bro Bummer It's pretty weak Yeah
3: Bummer, <laughs>
2: bummer about your pops Late bummer. Shit's beat yeah, yeah. That Shit's beat Shit's
3: <laughs> beat Wanna hit up Disneyland Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wanna play video games Yeah <laughs> 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 diversions? Okay. Any idea? I got all diversions. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> all you, I got. That's Here all I
2: offer that. if a friend's going through a breakup or a hard time, and I go, I go, Do you want to go out and do something distracting? You know, that's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> that's all I Because I'm not about to just sit down and talk about feelings. My name's Jonah Ray, and I'll
1: be your distractor. Yeah, yeah exactly. Be a distractor. I will show you a good time. <laughs> I will be the goalie between <laughs> yeah. you and
3: sadness. Yes. And We're, I'm really bad at it because all I do is play Bone Thugs and Harmony Crossroads over <laughs> and over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wake up! Wake
1: up! Wake
2: up! <laughs> I'm gonna miss your Uncle Charles.
1: <laughs> how y'all? Sorry. Y'all, miss- oh, it's okay. Uncle no, Charles. It's right. Y'all. No, no. I totally. Yeah. Um, how good are you? How comfortable are you at talking about real, real, real stuff on stage versus just you know just some like things that happened recently?
3: Like real stuff. Like I don't know because I talk about some some stuff sometimes. Just but it didn't. It, it tonally I don't know if it fits in, in, in some of the stuff, but I. I I don't know. Isn't that, I'm more apt to talk about real stuff in, in regular life than I am just trying to do it on stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what do you mean, like real stuff? Like, I, I address death a little bit and I talk about, I mean, but I do it in a joking way where I talk about, I wonder who, what famous people will die before me, which is like a legit thought. Like, who's going to die before me? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think about that. Like, even my, my peers, like, I'm like, some of my peers are the same age as me. We're not going to die at the same time. Yeah. Who's gonna, go <laughs> who's gonna go first? Who's gonna go first? let's let's
2: think right now, who's gonna go
3: first? Oh, oh man. <laughs> like I think just with with a bar and all accidents and what up, my girlfriend one year older than me, she's very I think she'll live longer than me. Just cause she's healthier and shit, she doesn't she only eats fish. <laughs> <laughs> from
2: the Pacific Ocean? That's not healthy now.
3: <laughs>
1: Fukushima fish. Uh, yeah. Everything's fucking fu- Everything's so fucked up. And tur- you know, eat fish. No, no, no. It's, you'll get mercury poisoning. All right, I'll just eat proteins. Well, don't eat bacon because it's full of carcinogens. All right. <laughs> and I'll just eat. Now, I just saw a study the other day on Google that was like, uh, vegeta- a recent study suggests that vegetarians might be more susceptible to certain cancers. I'm like, oh fucking oh, great. fuck me! <laughs> it's just, just fucking Russian roulette
2: life. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't so even matter. Just, it really just, the doesn't. Doesn't matter. Like uh, someone I know recently, they got diagnosed with cancer, and like they're just vegetarian, work out every day, just yeah. you know, just sometimes. No, <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> well,
0: uh, see you guys later, no.
1: Flark. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you What's great about What I really like about your stand-up is that It does something Like the first several years that I wrote stand-up Maybe even the first ten years And even still sometimes I was always like Oh, there's gotta be a joke There has to be a thing There yeah. has to be a mechanism that makes people And then I started to realize like, No, things can be funny without having to punch them in the face yeah. With the you know Like you, Hannibal, just Talking the way that you tell stories is just nat is just naturally really funny. And did you always kind of have that rhythm, or did you evolve that way, sort of like with
3: the audience? I think it's just when funnier stuff that happened for a long time. Uh, that's a, a weird way that I worded that, but uh, <laughs> when stuff happened, like the thing that jaywalking thing that happened, I, I did a, I do a story about jaywalking where you know I was I got stopped for jaywalking in Montreal, and I couldn't believe it, and and I didn't want to give them my ID right away, and I couldn't believe that they were treating it like a real crime, and they just started, and then it was just a long ordeal where. The thing, I, the bit is only about five or six minutes long, but the actual thing that happened was about an hour and a half. It was just me not wanting to give them my ID. I was legit angry and I was, they called back up. Oh, jeez. It's just me and these French cops arguing. And he, it was just a long, so it's just, I think I've had just crazier experiences that, you know, lend themselves to, having you know being a long story and then it's just I like trying to find the jokes within that and punch it up you know just knowing how the story began and how the story ended and just finding the spots where the jokes can happen and then it ends up more like you know traditional not traditional but regular setup like I want to do a story in a way where it's almost still set up punchline jokes though you know what I mean? Yeah, that that's that's the
2: kind of the, the kind of stories I like doing, or even watching, where it's um, you let the, instead of bringing up a premise and then making jokes off of that, you tell a story and let the 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 moments and the beats of the story be the setup premise to the jokes you then uh, end up making. So you kind of you know sprinkle them throughout, and you find those kind of like if a story goes you know a to a to b, you have these little like uh you know a one a two a three. Um, kind of moments to jump out and joke about it and then jump back into the story and that's what I think you did great I I was uh, in the car and one of your bits was on satellite radio and it was the it was just something it was like a story about something else but then like you bring up a guy with a mustache like a like a curly mustache. Yeah, like by mustache. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like, it's like, don't talk to me, like you don't have that. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then, which like, because uh, it was like, it was an aside, but then it just, it just ends up destroying, and it. what's the, what, you fucking call like, a carnival face motherfucker or something? Yeah. It
3: was, and you yeah. know what it was? It's based on this, this boring dude. It was, it was actually in Chicago. I said it in Williamsburg, we'd have it in Chicago, um, years ago like, oh, six, oh, seven or something. With this dude that had this crazy look, crazy mustache, he had glasses, with one lens was purple, one lens was clear, Ugh. this goofy ass suit and weird hair and some probably dumb hat and but he you talked to him, he's like, Hey man uh, Just the driest (laughs) Most boring person ever Like nah man You gotta step it up You gotta have some pitch In your voice You gotta do (laughs) something You gotta do a magic trick Or some shit man Yeah Looking like that You can't just be boring Looking like that That's why That's probably
2: why He did all that stuff (laughs) It's cause he's a boring dude He's like I gotta
3: do something Just fucking put a
2: scar On my face Is that a good story? Yeah Yeah. (laughs) I was so boring That I had to put a scar On my face
1: (laughs) What happened to your face? Nah nothing Well now there's gotta
2: be A good story I saw a bar fight
1: on tv and it looked real cool <laughs> and i rushed to the bar and then i just hit my face in the door <laughs> and that was pretty much it yeah is there um when you're kind of building your you know when you're sort of building each hour you yeah know, do you think of it in terms of like thematically what you want to say or do you just kind of tell a bunch of stories and then the theme kind of emerges from there? yeah it's
3: just telling stuff and trying to link it loosely like the this one, my newest one, is just <clears throat> the first maybe six, seven minutes is just me talking about doing stand-up, eh? opening for Tracy Morgan, and some, having a girl tell me to tell her a joke, and why I like stand-up versus this, and why I won't go perform for the troops. and
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: So it's these bits, it's just, <laughs> so it just starts out me doing, talking about doing stand-up for a minute, and I go into... I just try to make it link. Like, I, don't, I don't. I'm not. You know, married to having perfect segues. But if it comes up in my head, oh, these bits can go together. I'll do it in a moment. But I'm not. Like, this has to be like that. Like I'm happy to change subjects and act like it didn't happen. Just go talk about something else. So yeah, it's just about. I just like to. Ha- I like the close big and open big, and then in the middle, the rest of the shit can happen. You know. You you were writing on SNL, right? Yeah. Yeah. Are you, you not? But you're not anymore. No. How long were you on the one show? season? you were just on for one season, just one season, yeah,
2: but then you went to thirty rock,
3: then I went to thirty rock yeah, yeah. What w- I would imagine that was a much different uh, it's very different, just different in lifestyle and everything because 30, thirty rock was more of a traditional job, but it's also more collaborative because we're all in a room together, you know we pitching on stories or pitching jokes, and it was way more it was just more about making everybody laugh in the room like if you pitched a joke. And everybody laughed, then it got in. So we would have the the script on a projector and the writer's assistant is then and, and you know, we like we gotta beat this joke. So everybody pitched for a while. And sometimes we'll get it on, you know, somebody say the one thing first and then that'll be the joke. But it's been sometimes where we've been yeah. just sat for an hour <laughs> yeah. on one line of dialogue and that's not it. Mm. And it was just funny, uh the uh the executive producer, Robert Carlock was an amazing writer, just amazing showrunner, but you know, the way you know, if you pitched a joke, he didn't, he didn't like, but he still acknowledged that you said something. He's, you'll say, uh, "What if Tracy said, uh, <laughs> what if Tracy say, uh turtle 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 nuggets," and, and he was like, "Hmm." <laughs> <laughs> just make that sound good. Mm, yeah. Just no, just, mm, just to acknowledge that you yeah. said words yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you Flarb. just flarp. Flarp. Yeah, yeah. flar- yeah. Sorry for your loss. Yeah, there's always that. Sorry for your joke loss. Sorry that you put that bit <laughs> yeah. of you know, what you thought was good yeah. out into the world and it fell flat, never to be heard yeah. again. Those it's are the worst
2: d- moments in a writer's <laughs> room. Because <We're laughs> like, someone has to say something. If, it yeah. just, if no one says anything, it's worse. But <laughs> yeah. You really
1: have to. It's funny be it can be funny because you as a as a performer you obviously you know there's a part of you that's like I hope everything that comes out of my mouth is hilarious to yeah, everyone yeah. but it just can't and, be and, it's and it can't be it's impossible but you know you really are going out on a limb in a room yeah. full of people that you know are equally or funnier than you are and yeah. you you know you kind of want to like oh, you know right. I yeah. want to I want to keep the level up to where my peers are and yeah. when you throw something out and it you know, as Doug Benson says, lays an egg, yeah, then, yeah. Uh, you know, you have to have a real thing inside
3: you to go, you know what, this is a volume business. It is a volume <laughs> yeah. business.
2: Yeah, it's so hard to recover from in a room, yeah. though.
3: <laughs> but you know what it is, though, you have to throw it out because, you know, like, it's been times where I threw out something that wasn't Somewhere. right, but then somebody else yep. <laughs> twisted it to make it fit the shows. Like, so I'll say something and then I'll say, uh... Turtle nuggets, and we're like, no. Yeah. Uh, oh, but what about s- turtle or frog nuggets? <laughs> turtle nuggets, but a six piece. And then you get the assist. You can do, you can do what
1: Blaine Capach does in our room, where it's, I actually made, a, I wrote on the wall. We got in trouble with the, the lot because I wrote on the wall for Blaine hits and misses because he's just a fucking joke machine. Yeah. And he's like, he has like a 90%. Hit rate, yes. yeah, yeah, but, the, but when he doesn't hit, <laughs> it's, it's even so funnier fun. because you know he'll say something, he'll you know it'll be like, oh man, um, it'll say something like Cagney and Lacey underwear because he doesn't reference anything that happened after 1995, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't, <laughs> and, and then there'll just be a moment where everyone's like. I don't know. And then he'll just do. He's, he's resorted lately to answering the stapler. Oh, yeah, I love that
2: movie, though. <laughs>
1: will the same. go, sorry, guys, I gotta take this. Yeah. You gotta get me out of here. You, you gotta get me out of here. Yeah.
2: Right, fired. All right.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I love soup. He would do it. And thing. then he'll open it and there's no staples inside and he'll go, oh, I'm out of batteries. Like, he
4: just. <laughs> <was> fucking amazing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, at WebServ there would be times where he would be doing that so much that it would just turn into like you know when like the, the bit starts devolving it would just yeah. he would say what about Cagnelius the underwear <laughs> 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 just just, not even, just fumble with something fumble with the phone yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> cause that's the that's what it is in a writer's room you have is. I mean he's goofing off but yeah you have to like in 30 Rock I didn't feel like like with stand up on stage if a bit bombs you can play with that like sometimes I've had a bit bomb and depending on the show I'll just be like you know what we're gonna try that one again (laughs) you do the bit again doing that bit again (laughs) We're doing that bit again with New Delivery. (laughs) Like, I do a song at the end of my set. This song uh, is called Gibberish Rap. And I close it and I have ballerinas and sometimes costume characters come out. And I was doing it at Notre Dame. And my set, my comedy set, just went well. But then it, the song had been doing well when I performed it. But Notre Dame kids were just baffled. They were just looking at me. And I usually do it five times. It's a joke. It's only 30 seconds long. I do it five times. And so... uh, They didn't get it, and so I was just like, you know what? We're doing it again <laughs> We're doing it again And I ended up Doing it nine times Oh shit Did it finally catch? I think After a while They were like Fuck it I think we gotta Give him something <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna Get out of here <laughs> My DJ He said I didn't hear But it's, at one point He said He heard some girl Go What is going
4: on? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think you know most
1: college kids still I not all but I think most you're kind of garden variety college kid I think they don't quite yet understand that something can just be weird for yeah. the sake of being weird mm-hmm. and so they're constantly like wait why is this happening what yeah. am I supposed to be like what are they like they haven't been they they haven't quite gotten the irony thing yeah. yet. And so you really do have to explain a little bit, like this is what this <laughs> is, and this is why this. And mm-hmm. this is why I'm a grown-up on stage saying the word cock
3: in front of teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Do
1: you yeah. like doing the colleges?
3: I enjoy it. I'm I'm i wondering if I'm starting to not veer up but get too old. But I enjoy it. I mean it's is is good work. And I did actually I did University of Chicago recently, which is uh it's a real smart school. And so that was fun because sometimes with colleges, it's, I feel like it's certain bits, like longer stories, I feel like I can't do them at colleges. a long story, like a 10-minute story. And I do, like, sometimes when I'm doing a college, I amp my energy up a bit. And But I, it is fun because it allows me to tap into my college experience and just talk about it. And sometimes, depending on the school I'm at, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do some weird... I'll put college students in a weird place where I, if I'm at a state school or something, I'll say, you know what, I... I didn't graduate from college, and some of you won't either. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stats. I'm not being mean. It's just stats, y'all. Uh, uh, I got I to gotta go. Where do you have to go? I got to take a conference call. Oh, you have to do a conference call? Yeah,
2: yeah, at two. Oh, I just, go. I, was, I, I tried to sync it up for...
1: Look at you having professional conference calls, Joey? Ray. I've had Ray. conference calls before. You've got this know. is the first one, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, with, like without a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have your training headphones on uh-uh. for your first call <laughs> <laughs> Don't all talk at once. Okay. Adorable little scamp! Oh. This conference call. What if it's like, "Hey guys, what time were we meeting to go see Captain America?"
3: <laughs> Dude, I was. Uh, I didn't know that the new. I didn't know that the new X Men trailer came out until when I got here for your show. Oh yeah, did you I see actually see it on the show for the first time? I saw that part on the show, but I got my hair cut before I came to your show, and so my barber. Was was just ranting about X Men shit in the, while I was in the <laughs> chat, which is weird for black barbers usually don't talk about that shit well, <laughs> not if the movies are to be believed They're, it's not like do you see X-Men no no not even well, it's, well not just not talk about the movies but he was going deep into it like Magneto's kids and oh <laughs> shit it's real and he's like this shit is realistic and Falcon <laughs> and it was to the point where he was just yelling at the other barber and I said hey man finish cutting my hair <laughs> I had to motion to him and he was just going it was the weirdest thing cause I'm, I'm into the comic book movies but not to the point where i'm like mad about what is happening did they're destroying this legacy and i don't get into it that heavy i enjoy the movies and i, I watched the uh cartoons as a kid but this dude was going in it was such a weird experience and also just was being stuck in a chair and having it go directly into you oh yeah yeah of course that's a, i love where's this barbershop this barbershop this is uh
1: <laughs>
3: Legends Barbershop on Fairfax
1: That's amazing Yeah, I love it. the idea of like co- like Black barbershop but it's all Just like they're just shouting nerd shit at each they, other It was weird
3: show. and the other cust- uh, It was two other customers waiting They were like yeah man I didn't like the first one But I think this one's gonna be good I mean you can't you know it's the movie So some stuff is gonna change you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> So it was like Is this are y'all filming something right now <laughs> 'Cause it was so I never ever had that barbershop experience. Barbershop talk is usually is basketball, is music, is women, it might be some politics and stuff, but never just deep. Never have I ever been in a barber shop Where the, my barber is talking about Magneto's
0: kids Now I might
1: go and just sit there and then be like No we're not going to talk about this unless we cut your hair And then I'm just going to get like a very 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 different haircut <laughs> Than what I normally get No we're going to go high and tight Alright I don't really have the head shape for that But let's do it um,
3: so how long are you in Los Angeles for? I leave tomorrow night. Okay, and you go back to New York? Or are you on tour? No, going to Chicago. We're because uh, my special's called Live from Chicago, so we're doing the premiere party in Chicago on Saturday. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm but, so glad. Yeah. Do, are you? Did you? Are you already on to the next set? Partially. Uh, I got some of the material. Yeah, I'm not tour- I got a few spot days, but I'm not ready to tour for a while. They yeah. were trying to. I, I didn't want to go. I wanted to make sure. I want to make sure I got it right, and I want to think of different ways to, you know, incorporate video and music and different stuff into the show. So I want to—I don't want to tour into probably uh, summer or fall pretty heavily. What are you gonna do when you get back to New York? Back to New York, I—I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hook up my Xbox One. I just oh. got an Xbox One. I know. I've
1: had one for a while and I haven't, I've not had time to actually hook it up. I went to take it out of the box and I'm like, oh, this is a little bit of a process. Yeah. Like, cause there's, there's, there are many pieces. Yeah. And it, there's, you know, the, it, you're essentially setting up a media network when yeah. you hook the Xbox up and the connect and everything. And I'm like, oh, there's, this is a little intricate
3: for right now. I just want to lie down. Also, the reason that I've been, I've had it for a few days uh, before, before I even left, but it was, I was kind of having separation anxiety with my 360. (laughs) Because I play NBA 2K14 and G.J. But it was just, I've had the 360 for years now, so it's tough to kind of take it to the side. And and so I I wasn't ready yet. The NBA games and, like, the Tiger Woods
1: games and the Madden games, they're really like the Louis C.K. of video games, where it's like, every year we're going to have a new one. (laughs) Every year. Like, does does the game change? Because I did... um, I did some commercial spots for MBK, NBA 2K10 yeah. for forever ago with Kobe like we played yeah, like we were playing against each other and uh and and I always wonder like how much does the game change every year is it that do they add players or do they just add different game mechanics
3: It's a little bit of game mechanics it changes a, l- a little bit and they might improve it it's not crazy but it is so much where you have to if you like the game you have to get it if you want to play online against people you have to do the update. But I I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. Uh it's funny when people people get really into it or people talk shit. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, people talk but I don't talk to people on I don't talk to strangers online because I don't want somebody just in my ear. I don't just <laughs> I don't want a stranger shit. just in my ear, but even still, like if they have their headphones, you can just hear them talk shit through the TV. <laughs> dunking on your ass. <laughs> You better quit. You quit. Or, like, if somebody's up by 15 points, they'll pause the game and go to the quit thing to show you that you should quit.
4: Oh. <laughs> Oh, that <laughs> sucks.
3: <laughs> well now I got to change my username. But some people know it's me, and so they'll somebody will beat me, and then they'll write me on Twitter. Like, yeah, I just crushed you. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> what, what is your name? I am Hannibal Burris. Uh, <laughs> just glad in two thousand. I got it in two thousand eight. I got my Xbox. Oh, client, gotcha. So yeah, gotcha. it's just my
1: name. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they can just find you directly. Yeah. 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 It's funny, but yeah, the a, more public you become, the le- it's, it's funny how protective. People can get at their gamer tag. They're like, "No, I don't want a bunch of people what, knowing what I'm playing at any given time." I don't yeah. know why. It just feels it feels intimate. It does feel
3: weird it. when I'm like, "Oh, for real? You know, Netflix now?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is weird. Stop Netflix. tracking my habits. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Netflix. Now? Oh, that's what you up to? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, you haven't got the new NBA yet? Mm, Seriously, still playing that one?
1: <laughs> All right, stop taunting me.
3: <laughs> Wow, man. he's playing a lot of video games. I thought he was on a TV show.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, they must have cut his part now or something. I'm like, wow, Kumail, how do you have time for doing this?
1: <laughs> Joe and I were
3: talking about this the other day. He was like,
1: "Fucking Kumail and Emily have time to play and watch everything. They watched and played everything to completion." He's like, "How do they do that? They work. They both work all the time. I have not mastered that yet." Yet. I have like an hour a night to play something and that's it. I don't know yeah. how I, I can catch up on everything. <laughs> I still want to be able to, I feel like I need to play, I need to take like playcations where yeah. I basically just like take a week off and just catch up on everything. But I haven't been able to do that. Like yet. You, said, you mean, staying at home and doing staying it. Staying at five, home and yeah. doing it. Just staying at home and just playing everything. It's like one day this game, second day this, you know. Then catch up on True Detective on Wednesday. Then on Thursday, you know, because I feel like yeah. there's so many things that I'm just behind on.
3: Yeah, it's easy to feel like that because people putting out too much stuff. <laughs> now, do you ever? I I kind of have those fears where I'll
1: watch something, then in my mind I go this is so noticeably not good. Mm-hmm. Are they aware of that? Or do they all kind of go home go, going, we're doing it? And, and I worry that, am I outside the bubble of not being aware of whether or not, you know, like what if stuff I think is hilarious and I yeah. go home and then, and then but behind my
3: back people are like, oh, he
1: doesn't know. Should we tell him? I don't yeah. know.
3: Uh, well, this is, this is a special case. Let me assure you that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, It is weird. Just, I remember being at, uh, when I was at SNL, and, you know, SNL, just by nature, you know, it's a different host. It's, you know, different stuff in the news. So it's different. It, some shows are better than others. Some hosts are better than others. But it's very uh, scrutinizing the press every episode. And so I remember seeing the press say shit, like, about sketches. I mean, man, don't say that. That's my, <laughs> I my say friend. That. My friend worked on that sketch, and my friend was in and So it just started. So it is easy to, but, you know. I think the thing that I I really have started to started to really accept and try to think about is just I accept it as just you know the same way we might talk shit about a you know a fast food restaurant like ah oh, this fast food restaurant you have to just accept yourself as a brand and that people will criticize it or like it or say or might like it one day or you know. I talk shit about McDonald's people talk shit about McDonald's but still end up getting McDonald's fries sometimes right. you know what I mean yeah. so it's just accepting that that's part of you know this business and that people are gonna say stuff and you just gotta keep working and try to do good shit
1: what do you what do you ultimately What what is kind of your ideal situation What are you working toward anything specific that you want or is it just like just to keep working
3: keep working and also now just try to I'm, I'm working on some animated feature ideas and then I wanna work on a, a, a movie idea with me as the lead and then from there just kind of start kind of a production house, like similar to what you're doing, you're producing your own stuff and and <clears throat> do things like that and maybe even getting I was talking with a friend yesterday, I'm real big in the music, I go, you know, I have musicians open for my shows and uh, and uh, I go to a lot of concerts and festivals so I was thinking maybe even starting a small record label, you oh, know, wow. like yeah just getting a couple of artists and just seeing if I could do something in, in, in that that regard. What's great know? is that there's no reason that you can't. Yeah. I mean, like, you literally can just do that
1: yeah. and just put it out. Right. That's how
3: easy that stuff is. Yeah, it's just, about, you know, find somebody that I believe in and, you know, try to guide them. And so, yeah, I'm thinking about doing that now. Just to have and, and please pardon what I'm about to say, because I'm not saying
1: this because you're black and he's black, which I'm sure sometimes people do. They're like, oh, they just compare you automatically yeah. to, like, other people who are, are of the same race. Like, yeah. oh, just like, no, no, just because we're... But this is more about the business side, but the fucking the tyler perry compound in atlanta is shocking to me do you know like the whole the de- the
3: depth and scope have you taken a tour
1: was, no uh, but i <laughs> but but someone's kind of like walked me th- i mean <clears throat> it's this insane autonomous yeah production entity that essentially just Churns out and produces and releases and, like, everything from, like, start to finish. They just do everything. Yeah. Now, obviously, the content might be questionable. Someone said to me, like, yeah, the reason you make so much money is because I'm fucking paying anyone. I don't know that for a fact. Yeah. I'm guessing it's probably true. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, just because it's not like the, you know, like the films. It's sort of like they're almost like the web video of film. Like, they cost,
3: you know, like $2 million to make yeah. this and then, you know. Whatever. And he has the sitcoms, too. Like two sitcoms. He's with got those, the sitcoms, too. With those 100-episode deals that God they do. God damn it. That's insane. Yeah, the 1090 deal, where the first 10 do well, and then they order 90. God, is that all in syndication? Is that how those work? I think that's just
1: straight-up TBS. Oh, the TBS deals? Yeah. So when you say, like, can you imagine yourself sort of running that kind of a... An operation, or do you
3: want to just have it be a little looser? No, I mean, more just in the same way how it just having where you, you know, if I got some a couple projects of my own and then two other writers, you know what I mean? Just having yeah. a few things in production, like not a mass produced thing because I would want to just focus on, you know, I would want to have my attention be on these projects and, and be very active. So it'd be, you know, small but big at the same time, but not. Like you said compound, no, I was thinking more like uh office with like three, four rooms. <laughs> <laughs> This is our little compound. This is our compound. We do a lot of good work here. (laughs) It's fun, and we got a ping pong table, and (laughs) we got a lot of good juice and stuff over there. But we do good work, and famous people come in here, and we meet with them. (laughs) So it's a, you know, it's spiritually a compound.
1: Yeah. There's not a moat or or turrets with a defense. No, it's just yeah,
3: it's a uh, yeah, it's an office building. It's nice, you know, we painted it. Uh, is it the, the thing that I sort of
1: that I said, you know, that I disclaimed and said I'm not doing this. Do people do that like if you're in the comedy scene, if you're if you're the only black comic on a show of white comics, right, and then people come up and they go, do do they automatically lump you in racially and go, oh, I also like Chris Rock, and you're like, no, why are you? Saying- well,
3: no, not to me, but like when now because Kevin Hart is the uh, biggest comic in the world, like people say, well, you know, uh, they will compare us. Like, man, I'm doing something. Totally different. I'm talking about scale-wise. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. Like I have way different goals right now. Right. The Kevin, Kevin Hart is trying to, you know, make a movie make $100 million. I'm trying to... Sell 800 seats. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, so please. (laughs) Which are both great goals. You know what I mean? (laughs) You're making those. So, you know, let me progress. I just just need 800 people in a region to come to one place (laughs) on a specific date. So, yeah, people do kind of – people like to pit – black comedians against each other in a way like this, that thing that like there can, there can only be one, you know what Right? I mean? Well, you know, it's uh, either, you know, so they say, oh, Kevin Hart and, uh, you know, versus G- 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 uh, Cat Williams and Chris Rock and, you know, so yeah, people like to compare comedians in that way, but I just like to do my thing and just try to be funny, you know what I mean? So if people enjoy that, that's fine if people, but people just like to. I mean it just makes for discussion That's what it is so People like to discuss stuff And it's easy to discuss something If you got something to compare to gifts But know? with any
1: comedian It's like there doesn't the, You know There's the base level Where you're first starting out And then like the top Where Kevin is Or where yeah. Louie is But you can still do really well And not
3: Right You, you can know? be Listen <laughs> GTA is great But GTA is a great game but Saints Row is pretty good it's, too. It's yeah, good too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it doesn't all have to be GTA Five. Like, there's also there's room in there. <laughs> Where it doesn't have yeah. to, you
3: know. Well, yeah, like people won't let you succeed on your own terms. Where if you're not at that level, to some people, where they say, where they just think you're feeling, no, I'm doing, yeah. I'm doing cool, and I pay for my parents and all that. Shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I sold out two shows in Chicago, not five shows. <laughs> no, that's really hard to do. <laughs> it's
1: really, it's hard. really
3: hard to do that. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I remember actually, because it comes up a lot. With I, uh, I talk about. Uh, when I was opening in Chicago, uh, for this guy, Chance the Rapper. It was a uh and I uh, it was a packed rap and, you know, sometimes tough. I've done shows with him before in smaller venues where it worked out okay. SOBs in New York is like two hundred, three hundred people. That's easier to command as a stand-up, but this was the Riviera in Chicago, which is a couple thousand. Oh and, man. And so uh and I remember going up and I made one I made a bit that people didn't uh, I did a bit that people didn't like, and then at one point this dude just started chanting at me, Kevin Hart, Kevin Oh shit. <laughs> I I have to say,
1: uh the the idea of performing for a largely black audience and knowing that it's not going well and knowing like, they're going to let me
3: know yeah.
1: that they're not in enjoying-
3: This was not a largely black <laughs> audience though. This was a mostly white young audience. Chance ra- yeah, it was uh, it was mostly white. Maybe it was yeah, if 10% black, if that, but it was mostly white. And the dude that. Well, I'm he, sorry, they were racist. <laughs> I, I don't even know if it was racist. It was just weird. And just it probably. It, I wasn't built on the show. So it's just all of a sudden the comedians out. But what
1: that's. But that. In any type of like, let's mash music and comedy up, it's a very delicate. Yeah. There's a very hard line. It just. It works. It, it's exactly what you said. Like the size of the venue really matters. Yeah. Because 3,000 people. And, and with 300 people, they can, they're a little more accountable to one another. But with 3,000, factions yeah. start creating. <laughs> yeah. And if one faction is not a fan of that, – they're not seeing the act that they came to see, yeah. they can create enough of a wave that <laughs> spills over into the other. Like it's it – really, it really is trying to fight that, that dynamic of yeah. one unified audience versus like this is 10 audiences that were strung together yeah. and three of them – are having a problem right? Now. <laughs> yeah, and they're gonna upset the whole balance.
3: Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty fun. But yeah, people love to just love to compare and just uh, it's it's interesting. But that's
1: I wonder. I was talking. About, I was talking about that with Neil Brennan when he was on. It's just the idea of people just in their minds they have room for one type of everything. Yeah, or it's just like you know, there's one. Well, actually, Neil said that's not true. He said they allow for a lot of different white comics. And then there's one black comic that yeah. that most people will
3: be like, "Oh yeah, that's the guy, like he's the guy yeah it's i don't I mean you have to talk to the to people, but I don't know, I don't know if that's i think in I think that theory is starting to to change- i think that what was good about Kings of Comedy is that you know that was showcasing four stand ups at once, but yes yeah, it's, it's uh it's a weird thing, and almost i don't know, I don't know as far as I don't know I don't know what's happening. Edit this part
1: out. Or you think of a thought later, like, I have an idea, and just record it on your phone and then we'll just edit it in. Here is my thesis Here's statement. Here is my thesis statement. statement. Well it's you know, the reason that it's hard to to figure out is just because, you know, you just want to be a comic who can go into any room and figure out like, ah, I can game this system yeah, because I have a I have a very particular set of skills, yeah. like Liam Neeson in a movie, and then <laughs> <laughs> you can go in and figure out like white audience, black audience, Latino audience, college kids, old people, hipsters, whatever. Because you you play all different kinds of rooms. You play regular rooms. You play people who come just to see you. You play hipster rooms. Yeah. You know, you play you can play music venues too. Yeah, and just figuring out like how to you know what a comedian's supposed to do, which is just figure it out and make it work.
3: Or bail immediately. <laughs> Have you ever had to just bail immediately? I bailed yeah, I bail immediately well not you know, actually not in stand-up settings. Uh actually did I but yeah in a in opening for uh, uh bands or doing some weird music shows, I've uh, I've jumped out before I'm like, alright. And this is reason reasonable. You know what, this is not going well. There's one charity event I did. I said, You know what? I'm I'm uh this isn't this isn't that fun. So good night, everybody. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> everybody was just talking. It wasn't like I was bombing. It was just they want prep for comedy. Some uh, band had just played, so it was one of those things where it wasn't. They weren't there to they're, see they're, me. They're, they're te- tearing down the band's instruments <laughs> behind yeah. you. Actually, that was happening. What it dude was just <laughs> walking around fixing stuff. Like hey, they don't care about comedy. Yeah. How that, was your conference call? It was great. Yeah. Uh, did people? Did everybody? Yeah, yeah, it's not my kid
2: oh good uh, <laughs> that's how you
3: that's how you handle paternity situations who got yeah, yeah, yeah. pregnant then <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: no there was a uh, back to what we were saying it was just uh, like remember that we did that show at South by Southwest it was like an opening like it was like an opening like meal and comedy show thing and it was yeah. I performed Uh, And then Hard and Firm performed. Mm -hmm. And like right as I was ending my set and they were beginning their set, they just started serving everybody food. And then everyone just started getting food and drinks and talking. And it was just like... Which is not what you want for a show. No, no.
3: I always wish I I want to... Because I don't have the... I'm still hungry to do well, but I wish I had the, the fire to... God, remember you know, that Bill Burr video? It's sits ways. Where, where, oh, oh, you know, oh, from the yeah, European from thing? just snap out. <laughs> yeah. and, it, and he just destroys.
1: Just yeah. destroys. By telling people how fucking stupid yeah. they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: and I love hearing just the audio of the audience just like hating him, being really offended by him, and then starting to laugh, and then loving it. It's just That's so crazy. That's one bizarre. of my favorite,
1: favorite things about Bill, Bill Burr is one of the... One of the few comics that has the ability to make people laugh in spite of what they might believe, yeah, yeah. which is fucking amazing. Yeah. Usually, you kind of, you know, like you might find common ground with a dinosaur, but he will, he will start off with a premise that people are uncomfortable with, and I've seen him do it yeah. multiple times, and he will force people just through the uh, his writing and comedy foo to <laughs> fucking make Sorry. them double over with laughter
2: yeah like he pushes them back with the like the like the mission statement of the joke or the premise of the joke yeah. and then like um does the rest of his time just like Luring them back
1: in to where they're just totally on. My I would way start there. backpedaling after the thesis statement. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I can understand why you probably wouldn't like that. I'm just gonna apologize. <laughs> even, no I'm sorry. Ever, no one ever thought that. No one ever thought yeah. that. I wouldn't go. What I should do is tell these people how fucking stupid they are, yeah, yeah. and then give Five them more Give them an amazing list of reasons why, and then they'll be on my side. Yeah, that <laughs> that,
3: that, that is an amazing.
1: That's an amazing. But feat.
3: that's the thing too. Is just. I mean, it's t- it's easy to be in your head about it, but you know, just. Just realize it. I mean, it's performance, but the stakes are low for the most part. I mean, unless, you know, somebody wants to kill you, then that sucks. But that's, <laughs> that's really not going to happen for the most part. Yeah. So just, just, thinking, just knowing that you can kind of just, you know, if shit isn't going, to just be able to go balls out. Just finding that when you're like, fuck it, I'm just going all out because it's just live performance and I can do another show the next day or even later tonight. And so, just trying to get in that mind state, don't give a fuck, and just you know. Does
1: it bother you when you go off stage? If it did, you know, or do you like? Well, eh, it's just that another show.
3: Uh, it might bother you for a little, and it, it like aspects of it will bother me later sometime. Uh, uh, but yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't hit me as hard as it as it used to, unless somebody was really dumb or a heckler. But usually uh, hecklers don't um don't ruin my my show. I had my last. I was in Providence, and I do a joke about uh. How I don't want to I don't go overseas and perform for the troops And this one dude yelled, He yelled out Pussy And then <laughs> I was like Why am I pussy Even uh Who did he say uh, Who's one of uh, uh, um, Like uh, Who's one of those Toby Keith Oh yeah He was like Pussy Even Toby Keith Went over to perform For the troops I was like Hey man I'm a way different dude Than Toby Keith Don't <laughs> Don't put us in the same box You weirdo <laughs> Even that country musician went over
2: there for the to perform for his main audience.
3: <laughs> and so and then I said, Did you serve? And then uh he said, Yeah. And I said, Where where'd you serve? He said, Don't worry about it. And that's when I saw that he was in the reserves because if somebody served in Afghanistan or Iraq, they would tell you right away. Right. They they know somebody's like, yeah, I toured Afghanistan. I was Afghanistan, two tours. Crowd claps, move along. But then he said, said, don't worry about it. I was like, you're in the reserves, aren't you? (laughs) You're not even in the (laughs) reserves. And he was mad as shit. I was like, you're in the reserves. You probably do the laundry for the (laughs) army. like, thank you for your service. These sheets are crisp as fuck. (laughs)
1: He was mad as fuck. Did the he, audience? Where was the audience?
3: Our audience. They loved it just because he was being a dick. And I saw the dude because it's a small club. He was waiting by my uh, green room, but the security got him out of there. But he fuck. was waiting. Like, I could see him waiting during like in the later part of my set. What if? What if he? What if like he came up to you and he did get to talk to you and he's like,
2: it's like listen, it wasn't the reserves. There's so many secret
1: wars that you don't know about. <laughs> That's that if I man. said anything. And I'm so sorry, I have to do this. And yeah, then thwick, yeah. just in your <laughs> neck. Thick, th- 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 th-
3: Sleep eternal. God <laughs> <laughs> secret wars is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Both sides keep it a secret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're fighting I,
2: fight I don't
1: know but don't tell anybody Damn.
2: I'm about to kill you yeah it's machine guns and fucking cannons with silencers on them so it's just...
1: <laughs> they just say
2: shh, shh, shh.
3: You know? okay I know you have to kill me but don't tell anybody you killed me <laughs>
1: We're just going to keep this between us. Please take
3: this to my family. Yeah. My
2: best friend died in that war. What war? I mean, my best friend died... Just uh, Yeah, mumps. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, mumps. (laughs) Scurvy. He fell on a grenade. Yeah. (laughs) Mine. Where, Ohio? (laughs)
1: Uh. Yeah. This has been really fun. This was about an hour. Yeah, cool. I was like, I was like, seeing it. I never know. Like, I, I always want to say hi, but I, I don't know. I, I, didn't, I never know. Any, I never feel like I have anything interesting to say. And I become. I find that as I get older, people that I go, I really like that guy. I would love to just call and say hi. I feel like when you're young, you can do that, but when you get older, it's weird to call. It's it just weird? to talk
3: on the phone as an adult. Like, like if oh, I just hey, called you up? and I was
1: like, Hey, Hannibal, it's Chris. What's going on? Wouldn't you be like, What? What are you doing?
3: i am like, what's up, man? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody oh. calls me but my manager. <laughs> Thank you so much.
2: <laughs> this is all I want.
1: <laughs> so tired of text. Well, because I think what happens is when you get when you you know, when you get into grown up years, everything you do has a purpose Yeah, everything is like I'm calling this person because I have to accomplish this task this is this, this, this. so just the idea of just calling someone and going what are you doing yeah. I, I, I imagine them going look I'm, I'm, I have to call other people to accomplish my tasks do you need <laughs> yeah. something right now that I can yeah. give to you or well, you
2: know it's a, a buddy of mine that I grew up with uh, was in town recently and you know, he got in and, you know, I was just like, well, we'll go check out this record store and then we'll go to this coffee shop that's really good and we'll go do this. And like I was kind of – I started running out of stuff to do and uh, and like we just ended up just kind of sitting around. He's like, yeah, this is pretty much what I wanted. I was like, but we're not doing anything. He's like, yeah, we're just hanging out. Oh. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess that's fun too. But isn't being in each other's company. No, being but people. That's,
1: that's an, that is such a perfect metaphor for what our brains think um, – accounts for, um, I don't know, experiencing, like we have to experience or even like with comedy where you go, oh, this show, you know, something that felt effortless to you but worked, you're like, yeah, but I wasn't doing anything and that's usually when someone has to go, that's right. That's usually when it works the best, when you're not trying to force anything to happen. Yeah. You're not doing anything. I think that's kind of why I like the podcast because it's usually, you're just talking. It's like, what are you talking about? Whatever, you know? Yeah, it's
2: like the rare times that, you know, no one's really looking at a phone. Everyone's yeah. just in it and just having a conversation, like we yeah. would if we were just hanging out.
1: Somewhere. Oh my God, you're right. I never thought about that. Yeah. But there's, no one's on their phone.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: I'm about to start doing a two-hour day unplug. That's, That's a, a smart great idea. idea. Yeah, just uh, not just no Twitter, no email, just straight up whatever, just writing or reading or arithmetic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Working, working out, working, working, exercising. I think that's be yeah, more mentally healthy because it's easy just because it's so much stuff and you think you have to get to it right away or look at it yeah. right away and it's just is you know it has become. Yeah, a lot of it's a lot of time sucks out there.
2: Yeah, it's just it's Chinese water torture for your brain too. It's yeah. just like a lot of little information just constantly like tapping away at it. Yeah,
1: and t- if, if you did unplug, if you were to unplug for even larger parts of the day, time would move slower. Yeah, because would... you wouldn't you wouldn't be so distracted all the right. time. You you would start to feel you would you would kind of feel the world a little bit more. Yeah, it's a beautiful romantic idea that I don't know if I'll be able to. And well, I you always don't, love the concept of it. Well, what it is
2: too is that you gotta get everyone else on board because if you don't return a text or an email even these days, people freak the fuck out. Hey man, did you get that email? Yeah, yeah. When did you say that? I said it an hour ago. I get so <laughs>
1: frustrated with people who who nudge and check in if they don't hear for like half a day. Hey man, just making sure you saw that. Yes, yes. I saw it. You yes. don't need to know that a couple hours later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw your email. That is the equivalent of when a girl doesn't call you back and you're and you're like Hey, I left you a message. I didn't know if you got it. Maybe yeah. some, maybe the yeah. <laughs> maybe the answering machine went uh, <laughs> haywire yeah, or yeah. something. So. That's what
3: it is. Is because people can do that because they know you check your shit incessantly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like what? You didn't see that email? Yeah. It funny? That's funny because you tweeted five minutes after I sent it to <laughs> you. What
2: they're really
1: saying is, I know you saw that and you didn't respond to me. So what's the problem? Yeah, like, yeah. Get off
2: my back, <laughs> world. Like that new that new thing on the the iPhones where you could see if someone read your text. Ooh, yeah. fuck that. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Should you be cool. able to, like, live in secret.
3: Like <laughs> fight, your secret yes. yeah. <laughs> you fight your secret wars? Yes. You can turn it off and do, you know, just make a it sentence it t- as m- text message. Do you want to do that? <laughs> yeah, I got that.
2: Like, I did that. But, like, other people now. I could see it when other people don't read my text. Now, now <laughs> I'm the asshole. So now you're trying to. Now I'm, yeah, yeah.
1: I like that you would say that sentence not like a comic whose bit didn't work. Oh, I'm the asshole. But you're saying, like, no, now I'm the asshole. No, no,
3: now I, uh, yeah. You genuinely <laughs> yeah. are the asshole. <laughs> yeah, I genuinely am. Um, So, when does the special come out? Comes out, uh, uh, airs on Saturday, the 29th. Wait, Saturday the 30th? I'm so confused. Of April? No, Saturday the 29th. At midnight, or 11.59 on Saturday, if you want to be a weirdo about it. Uh, So, Saturday, midnight, Comedy Central. And it's on Comedy Central Direct right now for download for five bucks. Nice. So, you can get it. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's when it comes out live from Chicago. My second special. I'm yeah. psyched about it. I talk about it, a lot of stuff. I hope you enjoy it. Congratulations. And that's second season of uh, Broad City. Second season of Broad City. Yeah, Broad that's season, City. That's great. It was yeah. fun to have you guys on together too. Yeah, that was real fun. That was cool to do that with them.
1: Well, whenever yeah. you're in Los Angeles, please come back on at midnight. We would love Thanks, to man. would love to rotate you in as much as you, you have time Thanks for Thanks
3: That's a lot. That's a fun show. I like what you're doing. And
1: I'm gonna call you out of the blue one of these days.
3: All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's gonna happen. All right, man. Yeah. All right, good. All right. Enjoy your burrito, bro. Later. Up.
0: <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito